Hello, and welcome to the Mount St. Mary's University podcast, Live Significantly with President Tim Trainer. My name is Bob Brennan. I'm very pleased to be joined by the 26th president of Mount St. Mary's, Tim Trainer. Hello, President Trainer. Howdy, Bob. How you doing? I'm doing great. We're launching this new podcast in order to provide an inside look at the Mount for our students, alumni, parents, and benefactors, and those who want to know a little bit more about our university. In each episode, we'll feature Mount alumni and students who are leading lives of significance. Hello again, everyone. This is Tim Trainer, the 26th president of Mount St. Mary's University, and I welcome you back to our continuing conversation with legendary coach Jim Fallon and Mount basketball star Fred Carter. It's great that they were able to join us for so long. So this is part two of our Live Significantly podcast. In the world we live in today, the relationships between coaches and players have changed. Can you please provide some advice to our listeners, especially young players, as well as their parents, what coaches and players should expect from one another? Well, from the players, you expect effort, number one. You know they don't know the game in depth because they haven't been involved in most instances. So you've got to teach them certain fundamentals, hope that they already have learned certain fundamentals of the game, and try to add to it. You can't expect them to go out and do everything right. They're going to make mistakes. You've got to stop and correct them, eliminate their mistakes early on as best you can. And after that, it's a progressive thing. The more they play, the more they learn. And they get used to that, and you hope that it's something that works for them, that they can improve their game so they can compete at the next highest level, or, you know, whatever that is. Not not the highest level in many instances, but the next highest level. I mean, if you've been a JV player, you've got to become a varsity player, and you've got to improve that little bit and listen to your coach or whoever you're involved with, your teammates in many instances, and you've got to improve your game, your head game, your athletic, your physical game. Well, Coach, that was so well said. I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, well, that's why I became the player that I become, because of you. Because all those things you just said about growth and development, mental, physical, and the patience that you have to have as a coach with players to know and understand like they're going to make mistakes. They're not going to be as fundamentally sound, but it's, you know, you teach them, they listen. But on the other side of that, it's the respect that the players have to have for the coach and know that because he is yelling or screaming, it's not personal. It's not against your character. It's a heightened of the situation, which raises the temperature of everyone and don't take it personal. Remember, it's about winning the basketball game. And somewhere along the line, that's a teaching aspect of it where players have got to understand the coach, but the coach has got to understand the players. And hearing you talk, thank God that I was here at Mount St. Mary's because that got me to where I was. Thank you, Coach. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, you try to learn from every occurrence, everything that happens. Invariably, something new will happen, whether it be new players New strategies. There's always something new, and you got to be ready to accept it and offset it to able to beat it. To be able to beat it, it's changing all the time. But that's 
human nature. Everybody's trying to be you. You're trying to be everybody else. You're trying to succeed. And many instances I say that knowing that people aren't trying to keep you from succeeding. But if you're in a competitive situation, they are trying to stop you. So it's one of those things you got to learn from it. You got you to be able to step up and change when you have to change or make the, something that can deter them from hurting you the way they've hurting you. Right. All sorts of little items that come up and mm-hmm. you've got to be ready and receptive of the, what the opponents do and be able to do something to stop it. Coach, you still should be coaching. <laughs> you still should be coaching. A lot of wisdom there. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Let's take a break and we'll be back shortly. you have many options when it comes to giving. So why not choose your mountain home? From enhancing academic offerings to athletic programming, your support ensures that our students continue to lead lives of significance. To make your gift, visit msmary.edu today. Well, welcome back. Um, Fred, I was hoping that you might be able to clear something up for me. In a 2008 Time Magazine article about then-presidential nominee Barack Obama and his wife Michelle Obama fist-bumping, you were credited as one of the first athletes who may have originated the maneuver. I'm a big fan of the fist-bump. Any truth to that Time article? Well, yes, it is true. And But what's so funny was my rookie year, Baltimore Bulls locker room, I was the enthusiastic, hyper rookie. And like getting guys up for the game, I walk around and fist bump, fist bump, fist bump, fist bump. I didn't think anything of it. Actually thought nothing of it. I did not know that I was the originator of that until the article came out about the president and his wife fist bumping. And and, and the, the writer wrote it. But I knew what I did, but I didn't know I was the originator. I just walked around the locker room, fist bumping guys and getting them ready. And it turns out that was the first time. And uh, so then I've read it in New York Times and in Time Magazine. And it's everywhere. I only wish I had a nickel for every time everybody fist bumped. <laughs> Fred, as, as hard as it is to believe, it's been 50 years since you graduated from the mouth. Sorry to remind you. That's scary. <laughs> Can you share uh, any of the things you learned as a student uh, in classes that helped prepare you for life in the MBA and beyond? Great question. Great, great question. Because coming out of the ghetto living that I had in Philadelphia, Six kids, mother and father. No bed, no bathroom in the house, with a toilet in the yard, outhouse toilet, whatever you want to call it, and um, a potbelly wood stove in the living room for heat, and a wood stove in the kitchen for cooking, and that's where we'd boil the water to take baths in a round galvanized tub, and six kids. So you, you couldn't change the water. You just added more hot water to it. So no one wanted to bathe after me. So I was always the last one bathing because I was a sweaty one out there playing in the mud and whatever else. So I was the last one bathing, but that's where I came from. Mother was a domestic worker, meaning she cleaned houses. Father was, a, at that time, he worked for a, a coal company, but then he got fired because he's an alcoholic. So he became a... Uh, discarded waste collector. That's a glorified name for a junk man. And he and I were Sanford and Son before they were Sanford and Son. So 
putting all that together where I came from, it's a miracle. Because somewhere along the line, God had a plan. He knew that he was going to bring Coach Phelan to me or me to Coach Phelan. Because from, from the beginnings that I came from, and when I told my kids about tool in the yard, they couldn't believe it. They didn't understand it. When uh, my number was retired here at the Mount, and my kids came down. You know that they did not know that I was the first black resident in Mount St. Mary's. Mia, my firstborn, she says, Dad, we all looked at each other. We didn't know that. But I didn't didn't think that it was my responsibility to tell them because it would look like I'm boasting or bragging, but I don't know. Anyway, they didn't know. But there was so much that went into the maturation and the growth of Fred Carter, and it all started Ann Champlos in Philadelphia where Coach Phelan found me. And he was sent there to find me. He was going there to find a guy named John Baum, but he didn't realize the plans were already set in motion. <laughs> they were set in motion. And we came together, and God, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you. Wow. What a story. And, 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 you know, we're very thankful here at the Mount that Coach found you, Fred, and brought you here. And, Coach, we're so thankful to you uh, for all that you've done over 49 years uh, um, at this, at the Mount, you have established a, this place, put this place on the map and have created a legacy that's going to endure for centuries, for another 200 years, uh, and beyond. So thank you both. Thank you, coach. Thank you, Fred, for, uh, coming back to Emmitsburg to join us. Let's take a final break and we'll be back to wrap up this edition of live significantly. At Mount St. Mary's, the extraordinary experience we have here will create careers and lives that matter out there. Because from the minute we arrive and for every moment that follows, we live significantly. Well, welcome back. It's been a great honor to have both Coach Fallon and Fred Carter here with us this this afternoon. You know, uh, both of you gentlemen, and, and I wanted to say to our our alumni, our parents, our students who are listening out there, what a um, what an honor, truly it is an honor for me to be with both of these gentlemen here today, um, but also for you to hear from them. And you heard from Fred that it really doesn't matter where you start or where you come from, but where but how hard you work, the character you show throughout and where you end up. And that's what the Mount helps you to do, develop your character and help develop your future. Uh, Gentlemen, I want to give you both an opportunity here as we close up, if you want to share any uh, final thoughts for us. Well, uh, one thought is, is, it's the Mount. It's Mount St. Mary's. You know, it's it's college, it's university, it was college for us. And so much happened for my growth and development all through coach bringing me there and then the school accepting me. And I swear by Mount St. Mary's. I love Mount St. Mary's because this is where I grew up. This is where I was taught to be a man. I was taught responsibility. And that education that I got here at the Mount has traveled with me and I've raised my kids accordingly. And so I'm so fortunate and so blessed that all these things were built up and put in certain blocks. And I ran into coaching that changed my life. Thank you, Coach. Well, as far as I was concerned, it was time for the school to integrate. And 
it became uh, not a problem, but a question how we could do it. It's like they were all priests practically here, Monsignor Sheridan and the entire staff, and there was no reason that minority students hadn't been accepted, except that nobody pressed them on it. And we had day hops come from Tawny Town, I think it was, and he, day hops came, which was wonderful. What was that family? Williams. And they they came and integrated the school before you got here. And then when you got in here, I mean, it was regular boarding students, not day hops. And it was a very interesting situation. And one that I think improved the college's very strongly. It just it strengthened our position in recruiting students. And you were aware of it after year after you came, three or four other uh, black kids came to the school and really, truly integrated it then because everybody looked at Fred Carter as a great basketball player and that we did it for us and not for a specific purpose of integrating the school. That was a part of it. I mean, and that's why... It, I asked Fred, can you handle, Fred had a good question we were writing down, just how many black students do we have? And I still remember my response, and he remembers it. I said, Fred, I said, Fred, look in the review mirror, which was a tough situation, and it put a lot of pressure on him immediately. And he said, I went to Roman Catholic High School, and it was, it was, Many more uh, blacks than we have here at Mount St. Mary, but still not 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 a lot for that high school. And it was a very good high school. And we when we signed them, uh, well, you know, so everybody is an academic risk. But Fred stepped in right away and just proved that he belonged. He was accepted. Uh, not by everybody. I'm sure he knows that. And uh, they're wondering why we went from all white to a number of blacks on the basketball team, and nobody even turns a, a, turns an eye when we say that uh, we had ten out of twelve players were black. It was the way things happened in this world at this point in time, and it, it was it was wonderful to be part of the change. And bringing Fred in was super. I mean, because we got we got a kid from the Philadelphia streets, which was my bailiwick. I was in the same situation, and coming down down to a school where you were all different people, and he came down there, there were no black students except at the day hops from Tony Town. And he, but it took a lot of courage, Coach. It took a lot of courage because. When you stick your neck out that way, because we all have dissenters, and if it doesn't work out, you know, it's like off with his head, Rose Pierre, you know, he's just going to just get rid of you, you know, and, but but you took that chance because God gave you that wisdom and, and recognition that what you wanted to do for Mount St. Mary's is not only doing it for yourself as a coach, but what you did for the school to enliven the school, to move the uh, the school into the new millennium, and that's what you did, which opened the doors for black students to come to Mount St. Mary's, and then all of a sudden it's students of color. You know, as your athletic director, Lynn, 
Phelan has told me, which I love. And, and all of a sudden, now the school's expanded because now it's a multicultural school. And that's where you want to be today. Not close-minded. And I know as as, uh, as a 26th president of Mount St. Mary's University, I'm very thankful to you both for the, the courage and the wisdom you both showed on uh, integrating the school back then. We are, I am the uh, recipient uh, uh, of your courage. So thank you. That's all the time we have today. As we mentioned earlier, please visit the Mount's website at msmary.edu to learn more about our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us today and sharing their insights on living a life significantly. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Fred. Thank you. Until then, go Mount.